With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where's Lewis? Oh, Lewis. Lewis Howard. The professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. This is Lewis Howard, and you have joined another conversation for Lewis Howard Live. We thank you for being a part of another insightful, tech-edge, know-nothing, practical conversation helping you become the best version of yourself. And as always, we thank every single listener. We have had over 100,000 downloads of the show, and we are thankful and appreciated for that. We are reaching 15 different platforms around the world. So welcome to all of our Apple, iTunes, Spotify, podcasts, you name it. They have access to us. And today we're going to be making history on the Lewis Howard Live show because we're going to have joining live with us a guest all the way around 10 hours from where I'm broadcasting this show in Hungary. And of course, we will have in studio again, Leon McLaughlin, CEO of the Clean Water Foundation. Um, he joined us a few weeks back and the show was such a hit. We're going to continue because today's Subject conversation is about generosity, the next conversation. Ever since doing that show and talking about generosity, uh, maybe because I focused on it, but I've just seen so many examples of generosity around the world. And uh, it's easy to get focused on the negative. We're in a pandemic. We're in a crisis. There are bad things happening. I am by no means trying to uh, minimize that or trivialize that because many of you listening to me are being affected and impacted by it in some shape, form, or fashion. And uh, for many of you, you've lost family, friends, relatives, as we've said in previous shows. So I am not unmindful of that. I watch the numbers. I watch the news just like everyone else. But I also see opportunities for sacrifice and generosity that people are doing around the world. You know, America has always been a nation of generosity. America leads the world in nation building. We put democracy around the world in more places. France may have created it, but we have multiplied it. So America has led the world in spreading uh, the good news of freedom. We have liberated more countries from the tyranny of depression and socialism and leaders that have oppressed 
their people. Maybe many of you can remember uh, Iraq, Saddam Hussein, and going in there. And uh, the then President Bush said, this aggression will not stand against Kuwait. And so America has had a, a history of being benevolent. No other nation in the history of the world has helped rebuild another nation after it was unprovoked by attack. Right. As America did with Japan, we helped Japan rebuild itself after it attacked us. That's generosity because that's not necessary. You don't have to do that. You could say, screw them. They attacked us. And would you go rebuild your neighbor's house after he blew up your house? I don't think so. Right. But that's what America has created itself to be. It's what America did uh, in Australia and Britain, when Hitler, with his sophisticated war machines, was marching on heading toward Australia and heading toward Britain to take over. It was the young American GIs who showed sacrifice and generosity to help defend Britain, Australia, and those other countries and help save them from the tyranny of Germany. So if you just join us, we're talking about generosity, the next conversation. What is it? How do we live in it? And we'll talk about that when our when our guests join us as people probably have different definitions of what generosity is, right? I think if you'd asked me 30 years ago what generosity was, I'd say, well, it's whatever I have left over. It's whatever I can give after I've taken care of me and mine and my house. But generosity is not that. Generosity is really more related to sacrifice. Will you sacrifice your time for somebody else when you don't have enough time? Will you sacrifice money for somebody else when you're struggling financially? Will you do something for others when your own house is not being provided for? That is generosity. That is an example because it's not about waiting until I have plenty left over to do. That's not generous. That's called leftovers. That's, that's just leftover. I'll give you what I have left over. Generosity really means sacrifice. The American Red Cross shows generosity. They go around the world um, uh, relieving people of pain and comfort and tragedy and disasters. Americans. Americans are the first people in the world to reach into their pockets when disaster strikes. Remember Hurricane uh, Katrina. And uh, battles Ebola and things that have gone around the world before disasters that have struck countries. It was Americans that reached into their wallets, into their pockets and funded organizations to go around the world and help bring comfort to strangers. Right. That's the other part of generosity, because generosity is not just helping my friend, helping my family, helping the person I know. Generosity really is helping strangers. And so that's what our conversation will continue. And I'm hoping that those listening to the show will send me uh, some examples of generosity. You can always hit us up at Lewis at lhoward360.com. I know that uh, you've had trouble with the pronunciation, but it's spelled L-O-U-I-S. It's the French version of Lewis at lhoward360.com. Or you can hit up, uh, some of you hit us up on Facebook Live, so that's cool too. But share us those stories because we want to hear about those stories of generosity. So I uh, just want to share a couple of stories before we go to break about stories of generosity that I'm hearing and I want to share with you. 
my barber, who's been guy cutting my hair for uh, 20-some years, so he's responsible if things don't look good when you see me on the air because, uh, as I said, we're going to make history today. We're going to actually do this show on video, and uh, so you'll be able to see what my face looks like uh, in video. And, of course, our guests will be uh, on part video as well. So we're going to be making history, and so I want it to look good, so I went to my barber yesterday. And so we were talking about generosity and what I was going to do on the show. And so he shared with me an example of generosity as one of his customers who have not been to his shop in over a month or two since we've uh, been on the stay-at-home order from where I'm broadcasting the show, left him an envelope with money in the envelope that says, I know that I have not been to see you and get my hair done or did, as we say in the Urban Dictionary, but I'm going to leave you some money anyway, because I know you have to survive. That's generosity. That's generosity. If you ever want to know an example, that is. Another example is one of our leaders in one of the partner companies that I'm involved in, Via Williams, shout out Via if you're listening to the show, uh, took it upon herself to decide to deliver trophy cupcakes to all of the leaders within our uh, Ben Kenny and Carol Williams brokerages. That's expensive. Okay, let me just tell you about these trophy cupcakes for a minute. Um, they are expensive. Uh, they're about $60 for a dozen of these things plus a delivery fee. So you're in $80 to $100 a pop delivering these. How do I know? I've done it. So, but that's generosity when that shows up to somebody's office desk or home and uh, they weren't expecting. A lot of them were delivered rights at homes because people were working from home. So that's generosity. It's a, it's a way of pouring back into your organization, into your people and leading uh, by example. Uh, another story of generosity was, is ongoing actually, um, and this is customers Okay, so we're all in the U.S., you're receiving stimulus checks. So depending on how size of your family, you're getting these stimulus checks, right? So here's a story. Uh, pick one of them out of Arkansas. It says, Colonial Steakhouse Restaurant in Pine Bluffs, Arkansas, has been struggling to make ends meet amidst the coronavirus shutdowns. Thankfully, one of their regular customers gave them a much-appreciated financial windfall. Despite the difficulties, the restaurant had managed to stay open by maintaining a team of four employees to offer curbside pickup for three days a week. Last week, one of the restaurant's regular customers decided to leave a hefty tip for their takeout order, and the staffers were stunned by the amount. The customer tipped the Colonial Steakhouse $1,200, the customer's entire stimulus check issued by the federal government to retreat, to relieve him of financial burden from the pandemic. That, my friends, is sacrifice. That is generosity. How many of you now put this story in context? Arkansas is it, it is not one of the most economical profitable states in the union. Let's go there. Average income is pretty low in Arkansas per capita. I think the medium income in America is about 40,000. Okay, in Arkansas that would be 20,000. So that's not a lot of money from the from the word go. And here's someone taking $1300 of their money that's used to relieve them and give it to a restaurant. That is an example of generosity. And and lastly, I was leaving uh, my home the other day, 
And I saw a, uh, a hearse, a car. I got distracted for reasons that I've shared on, on the show. And I'm paying too close attention to it and just inadvertently sideswiped the car as somebody was getting out of the car. Okay. So I stopped, did the right thing, got out and had the conversation with the husband and wife. They were very pleasant about it. And I simply told them just get an estimate and uh, I'll pay. And if it's too much, I'll run it through the insurance company. And then I gave them my uh, uh, Catholic housing card because that's where I uh, one of my split of times in my businesses. And so I gave them the card, told them what I do that to help of families and so forth. Uh, and an hour later, I get a phone call. It is from the couple that I ran into. And they said, we talked about it and we decided that we're not going to pursue anything. Uh, don't worry about getting an estimate. Don't worry about putting it to your insurance company. To me, that was an example of generosity because I didn't know these people. I hit them and they could have ran the gamut to make sure that that door was taken care of. But instead they said, no gratis, we'll just let it go. So these are examples of real life generosity. So what's your life about as far as generous? Are you hunkered down in your lair waiting for the stay at home order to be lifted? Are you afraid to go out anywhere because you might catch something, right? And I understand being wise and practical, but don't lose the opportunity to be generous. We talked about in some of the shows how to be live up in a down world and be proactive in that. So I want to challenge you before we go to break, find a way this week to find some generosity that you can deliver and contribute to somebody in your life. You don't have to know them. You can be a stranger. Doesn't matter, right? Be that Boy Scout, be that Girl Scout for one day and see what that does to your mind and to your soul and to your own success and thought process. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have Leon McLaughlin in the house talking about, we're getting an update on what he's doing with clean water. But then we got a special guest that we're going to bring from around the world in Hungary. So you don't want to miss this episode. This is a history-making episode. I want all of you to be a part of it. So stay with us. We're going to take a quick break, give a shout out to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. 
Hey, thanks for joining us with another conversation. Uh, as you can see, joining me in studio is uh, Leon McLaughlin with the Clean Water Foundation. He's been on Lewis Howard Live before. I think he's been on every version of Lewis Howard Real Estate Show since uh, we started this thing way back when. And so it's always good to have uh, you back on, Leon. It's almost like having a family member join. And uh, you and I started this conversation about generosity. Yes. And I uh, did that show and the downloads just was amazing. And it, and people really took to that. And of course, you know, we're talking about just uh, the next conversation of generosity. But you've been a great example of that. So maybe just some of the things that you've done. And then how do you think people see generosity? Because I think everybody can see that maybe differently than than you and I or if they're not in a NGO or they're working on Wall Street or Amazon or, you know, at the grocery store, their version of generosity may look a little bit different. Exactly. Well, um, I think generosity is like once we were um, in Bolivia and we were um, installing some water units and down by the Amazon where they had a flood like a Katrina situation mm -hmm. called La Nina. And as we were um, talking about the water units and the people were very happy, um, one guy who was an interpreter was saying, it's a lady here, and she was saying that they were praying for water in her village, um, and she stayed in the mountain areas. And um, we were like, well, let's go and check it out, you know, and let's visit while we're here. And she said, if you could visit, that would be awesome. So... Um, we were like, no problem, let's go. And as we got on the road, we found out that it was one of the most dangerous roads on the planet, mm. which we didn't know of. And we were like, oh, my God, what did we get into? Sure. But long story short, by the time we got to the village and seen those children and had such a great time with them, eating lunch and finding out the issues there, we said we got to get those children a water unit also and because they need it and it was worth the trip. And we were like, let's even though they wasn't um, on our program plan list to um, get a water unit. Once we went there from what the lady had said um, to visit and they were praying that somebody would bring them water. And when we got to the village, fell in love with the children. Wow. And when they said, stepdad, you're our only ticket out, we wow. were like, let's do it. And we did it within two months with another water unit in a place called Potosi, sure. which is in the mountain area. So I think that's a form of generosity to, to not even have a plan to yeah. do something yeah. and it just come out the blue. Yeah, I think that, you know, when things sort of organically happen and you have the opportunity and the moment just comes together and then you never know what the other person was asking for. Like you said, she she's praying exactly. for you to come and you're on this road. And of course, in the middle of this is, you know, the dangerous risk exactly. Right? exactly associated with that. But that really is because that speaks to sacrifice. It really does. And I know that's, you know, most people equate that maybe with a religious terms or, but America was built on sacrifice. Every major impactful organization was built on sacrifice. Movements are built on sacrifice. There's no movement that happened without somebody having to sacrifice money, time, and life. Exactly. Right. And and many times didn't even see the outcome of what they were fighting for. 
right? The next generation. So, exactly. so they sacrificed and generously gave really of their time, their life, and their resources for something that they didn't even get to see. You know, think about all the people that marched uh, in the civil rights, post-slavery. Uh, what would they have given to see Barack Obama as president exactly. of the United States of America. Exactly. Right? What would that said to the sacrifice that they made? So it does mean different thing, and we're not trying to define it as one thing or another, but you've got to decide what it means to you. we got a guest coming up that's uh, really, really epitomized this at a whole nother level uh, around the world. Maybe uh, tell our listeners a little bit about it, give them a tease for it, then we're going to go to break and we'll come back and we're going to have her uh, join us in studio. Yeah, her name is um, Mariana um, Balchik and she runs an orphanage in Hungary. Um, and what she does is she formed this Create Art for Kids organization where the children at the orphanage do paintings, they do drawings, um, and then they sell them at the open market. And that brings them funds to keep running the orphanage through that one of those programs and get the kids involved. And the kids, they found out they're having great, talented kids in that orphanage by doing these um, art paintings and that type of stuff. They even take relics from some of those um, churches that's over there that's been around forever and take those relics and make artwork um, out of some of the relics from some. Wow. So they're very creative and they're finding all this um, uh, whole wealth of talent in these children that they would have never known had this type of talent. So that's pretty amazing. That's amazing. And then you're saying that they were through keeping the kids busy through the activities, doing the, yes. the lockdown and, and that, you know, which is exactly. that's a full time job. That's a full time job. And they're doing this great artwork, these kids. Yeah. And they're tapping into some unbelievable talent um, by these kids doing these drawings and paintings. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have Hungry in the studio. I know that's probably not on most of your vacation list to go to Hungry, but we're going to bring it to you. And I have that a part of the Lewis Howard Live. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back after a quick shout out to our sponsors. The New Home Council at thenewhomecouncil.com is an independent team of industry professionals working together to meet the changing needs of the new home building industry through education, promotion, and recognition. With over 900 members strong, the New Home Council is passionate about being a resource for builders and all professionals in the new home industry and their success. Become a member today and help support this great cause by going to thenewhomecouncil.com to learn more. That's thenewhomecouncil.com. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, thanks for joining us back with Lewis Howard Live, talking about generosity 
the next conversation. And of course, uh, if you missed a segment, Leah and I had a little bit of a conversation on generosity. And of course, you can always go back, get the shows on download, get the entire show because it's a flow. You don't want to come in halfway. So if you just join us, make sure to go back and get the uh, full-time uh, show. And you can send this show anywhere around the world, MP3, MP4, CD, I don't know if you still use a CD-ROM, but, you know, I'm dating myself a little bit early on. But, <laughs> hey, we are excited to have, to make history, to have joining us uh, from the St. Francis Foundation, uh, Mariana. And she is uh, just doing some wonderful things with children. And we're just excited to have her share with the listeners around the world some of the great things that is going on in Hungry. Mariana, welcome to Lewis Howard Live. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Hello. And uh, we've kept you up a little bit late, right? We're on a 10-hour difference, so what's it, close to midnight where you are? Almost midnight, yes, more than yeah, so uh, we thank you for doing us. But uh, as I told the listeners, we're making history here, so we're we're excited to uh, to have you part. Uh, why don't you share maybe just uh, share with the listeners a little bit of your background, how you got involved with uh, the orphanage and some of the charities and just some of the stuff that you are um, doing. So I am Mariana Baichi. I'm fifty three years old. At this moment, I am the artistic director of the Kids Manufacture from DEVA, San Francis Foundation. And uh, yes, so my story, when I was 38, I had uh, two, two more operations on my head. Uh, when doctors told me I have only a few months and I will die, I promised myself if I will have one more chance, I will change everything in my life. So after a year, I changed my life, leaving my business behind, and I started to live my new way, started creative art and charity programs. I have had courses in, in prison. I had uh, 20 yeah. men who everyone killed someone. I was His Holiness Dalai Lama orphanage with Tibetan children. Uh, this okay. was uh, also hard experience. And uh, for a Haiti community in Paris, this was amazing too. And I spent more than a year in India, teaching in the poorest area. And I, I also lived three years in Vietnam. So Wow, so you, you've been around the world touching so many aspects of it. That's just exciting. I mean... Um, just to, it's rare to meet someone that has, you know, touched so many different parts of people's lives and things like that. That's just, that's amazing accomplishment, um, to, to do that. And then how, uh, share the listeners, how you ended up with what you're doing right now with, uh, the foundation. I have a few different courses, uh, like I teach, so my, my main teaching the wood panel painting. But uh, here in the orphanage, raised up to more than 5,000 orphans in the past 25 years. So with who I working, I want to show them they have more talents than they think. And uh, yeah, that's I, totally amazing. Yeah, I think that's important so, too, because 
you, when, if you can catch kids at a young age and help them know that, Leon, as we talked about, right, you get a exactly. chance to really put that in inside uh, them early. Imagine to have the kids painting and um, doing woodworks. Um, that's totally amazing. Yes, we learn how to draw portraits, uh, how to change the perspective. Can you imagine if you write uh, number six and you can check this part and the other side, you see six or nine, so we can change our perspective. I teach them uh, about this on the course, and we paint our feelings like art therapy. We, we create special gourd lamps, the gourds from Vietnam, this is dry uh, vegetable. After the cleaning, we make holes and light inside, so we can decorate home, it's really special. And we also decorate gingerbread cookies. This is colorful, can eat, but we enjoy how we can decorate with these smaller pieces, younger pieces also in the program. We took some relics from churches that ages over 80 years old, and we made art uh, from roof pieces. And imagine teaching. Yeah, so we have so many different programs, but uh, but the main program is uh, create something from the wood panel. Yeah, and now. so Marianne, just a question. So the children that are in the orphanage, do they come just from the area? Do they come from all over? Where, you know, do, do the children usually, you know, become a part of, of your foundation? Uh, this is part of uh, Romania. I don't know how you know, Transylvania is part of Romania. Transylvania, okay. 100 years ago, was um, part of Hungary. But they cut from Hungary, so now it's different. But they speak Hungarian. Interesting. Okay, so wow. Transylvania. I'm Used to be th- Hungary. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, you only think of Transylvania in a movie. So, yeah, most people don't have a concept yeah, of it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and also, I want to share with you that I uh, part of one thing that I do is I work with Catholic housing and Catholic community services uh, in our area. Mm-hmm. And so we work with families and uh, who have been homeless. And so we uh, put them into apartments and buildings so they can get reestablished. And we also have a what we call resident coordinator that focuses on activities for the children and for the families as well. Uh, schooling and things like that. So as part of the Catholic Community uh, Services and Catholic Church, we are, uh, as an organization, I think we have roughly 3,500 families that we uh, get to help with uh, every day. So in fact, yesterday I was unloading pallets of food uh, to go to families. Uh, I think we unloaded like 14 pallets of food to be distributed to families throughout uh, the area where I'm broadcasting the Seattle Northwest uh, region. So it's a great thing to be a part of that. Yeah, and that um, therapy, um, art therapy, that's got to be something for the children, especially you got children that's orphans learning about art therapy and imagine um, just their feelings and what they're going through and to take that and put it into art is totally amazing. Um, So just uh, share with the listeners anything else that would be, you know, 
educational information for them to know about uh, you, the organization, some of the things you guys are doing or continue to doing, especially as we go in this worldwide lockdown and, you know, stay at home where people are spending more time inside with each other and uh, having to find stuff to do and just kind of how you plan it on a daily basis or, you know, weekly basis when you're having to manage, having to keep kids excited. Well, that's got to be a challenge in and of itself. During winter, in the month of November, we, we cut all dry trees in the monastery. So we decided to use these wood panels and uh, create new drawings and painting styles. It became very popular not only in Romania, but in Hungary, Austria, Germany also. But now we are in quarantine, uh, so we cannot go out. Kids have more time to create something but we cannot sell anymore like before. So we decided about to sell this unique piece of mm. art through of, uh, on internet. So we work on this, uh, you know, mm -hmm. life is about change. So we need to be flexible. Uh, we need to find always something sure. new opportunity in the life. Uh, I'm here, so now I want to support the children in their creativity and I can give them the chance to, sure. to develop. In this crisis situation, the people have more problems. So they lost their job. Uh, life is hard here because we receive donation also less than before. And uh, two days ago, someone just broke into the orphanage and wow. stole all the machines that we had. So we cannot work now. Yes. Wow, that is horrible. Terrible. So you guys are working through the internet now to make sales like you were when you were going to the markets for the wood panelings and paintings. So no, you no longer have the markets yes. because of the um, coronavirus. So now everything has to be transferred to the internet and then some nuts yeah. would break in an orphanage, which is crazy, and steal the equipment that you guys have. So um, I know we were working on a, a deal because we have some water units over there in Hungary where the children was having the clean water. So I think, like you said, maybe we can come together and still put um, these bundle packages together with the water, the art, and just go basically um, through the internet to let people know about what these children are doing and that can help other children. Because I believe the way the program was going was that these children to show how they're doing their artwork, then take it to another country to show other children in orphanages mm. what they could do. That is awesome. And um, is there a website or uh that the listeners, if they want to support, donate, or check more out, that they can uh, reach uh, you or your organization yes, on? Yes, our website is totally fresh, still hot, uh, livelyart.net. So everyone can find. Uh, we started two days ago, so still check everything yeah why don't you send us a link once uh you, it's up and going and then what we do when we uh run the show live we'll actually uh we'll send that out to the listeners as well so they Thank can uh, click on it as they're listening um to your interview so yes. it's livelyart.net yes. yes. correct yes okay awesome and we'll also tie the clean water foundation um 
uh, link so we can talk about our bundle package that we're doing together. That way they can go to both um, websites. Awesome. Well, Marianne, thank you so much uh, for joining Lewis Howard Live and sharing. I, I just I can't think of a better description other than just generosity and uh, the sacrifice that you're doing uh, for the kids, for the children, for the orphanage. Um, and uh, just the years that you've been doing, uh, what you've been doing. And uh, I think if there was a candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize this year, you ought to be up for that. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, so we really appreciate you staying up late and hanging with us. And uh, we will definitely like to follow up, especially as you get into some fundraising stuff. Maybe we can find a way to support and partner on that with our sponsors as well. So, again, thank you so much for uh, uh, sharing with our listeners. And we look forward to having you back thank on you. Um, you the show again. What a great midnight special. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> midnight special. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. and we come back, we'll just do a quick wrap up and uh, get you on about your day. Hey, this is Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. We'll give a quick shout out and we'll come back with the wrap. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. Hey, thank you for joining Lewis Howard Live. And uh, what a show that we have uh, been able to uh, deliver to our listeners today. If you miss any part of the show, I want to encourage you to go back and uh, re-listen and download it. As we have been discussing today, generosity, the next conversation. And so as I wrap up, I want to do two things. One, I want to just reinforce what is generosity. And as a definition, as defined by Webster's Dictionary, generosity is the quality of being kind and generous. I think we've heard that today with Mariana's story of the orphanage at the St. Francis Foundation in Hungary. I think we heard the kindness in her voice and heard the commitment and with Leon McLaughlin and his uh, desire to go and deliver water at the threat of being on the thinnest road that they've ever been on, to still have the kindness and generosity. I say that because it's so easy to be unkind. It's so easy to take advantage of COVID-19 to be mean. It's so easy to turn the nasty part of yourself outwardly because you can, because you got to stay safe and you got to protect your family, you got to protect your house. And so it's easy to become what I call one dimensional. But the greatest heroes, the greatest champions always find a way to sacrifice even when they themselves are in 
Jeopardy. So I want to leave you with a couple of championship quotes that I found that I think really speaks to it from a third party's standpoint of how they view generosity. We talked about it on the show about what is your definition of generosity? There one quote said, this is what I consider generosity. You give your all and yet you always feel as if it costs you nothing. That comes from Simon Blafleur. Raldo Waldo Emerson, the great poet, said, you cannot do a kindness too soon because you never know how soon it will be too late. You can do the right thing too late. If I need some generosity today, bringing me the generosity tomorrow might be too late. Sometimes we do the right thing too late. Sometimes we tell the person we love them too late. Sometimes we want to make amends for things we've done too late. Sometimes we want to help and it's too late. So generosity is about timing. At the moment that you have the generosity, you don't tell the person, the place or the thing, wait, and I'll come back and do it tomorrow. That's what sacrifice is. You find a way to do it right then and right there. And the last quote is, it takes generosity to discover the whole through others. If you realize you're only a violin, you cannot open yourself up to the world by playing your role in the concert. You can open yourself up to the world. So each of us has a role to play. Some of us are the piano. Some of us are the the voice, the singers, right? The American voice. America's got talent. Some of us are the drummer, love percussionists. That's what I used to do in school. Some of us are the trombone, the flute. But we're all part of the band. And we all have a role to play in the band, even in a crisis. So as I close the show today, I want to encourage you to pick up your instrument. Pick up your instrument of time. Pick up your instrument of your gift. Pick up your instrument of your resources. And pick up, most of all, the instrument of opportunity and share it with someone and as Diana Rose say, let's make this world a better place if you can by reaching out and touching somebody. Thank you for joining another edition of Lewis Howard Live. We'll be back again with something fresh, something new to help you become the best version of yourself. The New Home Council at thenewhomecouncil.com is an independent team of industry professionals working together to meet the changing needs of the new home building industry through education, promotion, and recognition. With over 900 members strong, the New Home Council is passionate about being a resource for builders and all professionals in the new home industry and their success. Become a member today and help support this great cause by going to thenewhomecouncil.com to learn more. That's thenewhomecouncil.com. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.com. Dot org.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.